Welcome to the First and Goal Show Week 3 DFS Podcast, brought to you by DrRoto.com. I'm Lou Landers. Follow me on Twitter at Landers Talks. And on this show, I'm going to talk about my favorite DFS plays for single entry and double up contests this weekend on the main Sunday slate. Of course, for more DFS advice, make sure to come to the members-only Discord channel at the DrRoto.com website. Just a disclaimer, my plays here geared toward DraftKings scoring and pricing. Doesn't mean they're not good for FanDuel, but I'm basing it on DraftKings pricing and scoring. We'll start with the quarterbacks. Kirk Cousins of the Vikings, $6,900 this weekend against the Los Angeles Chargers. This game is in Minnesota, and despite the Vikings being 0-2 this season, Cousins has actually been amazing in fantasy to begin the season. He's thrown for over 700 yards, has six passing touchdowns in the first two games, and gets a really nice matchup this week against the Chargers, who happen to rank last in the league in passing yards allowed so far this year. Furthermore, neither one of these teams has shown any ability to play defense this season, so you can expect a very high-scoring game and another monster fantasy performance from Kirk Cousins. Dak Prescott of the Dallas Cowboys is $6,600 at the Arizona Cardinals. And there's a little bit of a risk in using Dak this week, and I'll get to it in a moment. But the upside, it's tremendous, of course. He's looked great. The Cowboys' offense has looked great. And what a matchup against a horrible Cardinals team. Now, the risk that I mentioned, that is that the Cowboys could blow the Cardinals out early. And at that point, the offense is going to focus more on running the football. That, of course, could limit Dak's upside, as we saw in Week 1 when the Cowboys blew out the Giants on Sunday Night Football. The matchup, though, too good. Can't pass it up. Just don't put all your eggs into the Dak Prescott or the Cowboys basket. Desmond Ritter, Atlanta Falcons, $5,000 at the Detroit Lions. And I think Ritter is actually a pretty fantasy-friendly quarterback, especially at this price. Not one I really trust in real life, but lucky for us, this is a fantasy podcast, and that's all we care about. Ritter looked a lot more comfortable passing the football in Week 2 than he did in Week 1. Takes on a Lions defense that has struggled versus the pass, and Ritter showed off his skills running the football in Week 2. He scrambled for a big touchdown. And this Lions offense, they put up a lot of points, and Ritter and the Falcons are going to have to air it out, and Ritter's going to have to use his legs in order to move the chains, keep pace offensively with the Detroit Lions. So at $5,000, I think Ritter's worth a look. Moving things over to the running backs, we'll start with Tony Pollard of the Cowboys, $8,000 at the Arizona Cardinals. And if you're like me and do think the Cowboys are going to blow out the Cardinals and focus more on the ground game because of it, well, that plays right into Tony Pollard having a monster day. He's a clear number one back in the Cowboys offense. He looks great as always. And the new offensive system the head coach Mike McCarthy has implemented, we're actually seeing the Cowboys check the ball down a lot more. Running backs are being more involved in the passing game, and that only adds to Tony Pollard's upside and value. Whether you use Dak Prescott or not, Pollard is someone I want to roster as my RB1 this week. Ramondre Stevenson is $6,700 of the New England Patriots. He's at the Jets this weekend. And Stevenson, a workhorse back. He's developed into a great pass catcher dating back to last year. And 
as we know, it's tough to throw the football against this Jets defense. So I think you should expect the Patriots to be fairly run heavy. And the wide receivers for the Patriots probably going to have a tough time creating separation against this Jets secondary. So that could lead to checkdowns and a bunch of receptions for Ramondre Stevenson as well. Joshua Kelly of the Chargers, 5,400 at the Vikings. Now, I want to say here, this is only an option to me if Austin Eckler once again is enacted for this game. If Eckler's out, Kelly is going to lead this backfield in touches, and he's going to do it against a Vikings defense that is allowing 166 rushing yards per game in the first two weeks of the season. This would set Kelly up to be an excellent RB2 or flex option. Now, if Eckler's in, I will say this. There's another running back at the exact same price as Kelly Pacheco of the Chiefs. He could be a replacement for Kelly if you want someone at that price tag. Good matchup against the Bears for Pacheco and the Chiefs. Now, one more running back here, sub-5,000. It's Jerome Ford of the Browns. He's 4,800. He's taking on the Tennessee Titans. And I think it's pretty clear that Ford's pricing on DraftKings came out before Nick Chubb was injured Monday night. And yeah, Nick Chubb's out for the season. Tough blow, of course, for all those seasonal players. And Ford probably going to be chalky as a running back because of his price. And yes, Kareem Hunt was signed, but Kareem Hunt has not been in this offense this year, despite being in it last year. And Ford looked really good against the Steelers. I think you got to consider Ford for your lineups, even if he is chalky. Uh, the matchup's not great because the Titans have been one of the most stout run defenses in the league for a couple of years now. But as the lead back and the Browns being a run-first team, it's hard to pass on Ford considering I mentioned he was good. Look what he did against the Steelers. Over 100 yards rushing, caught three passes, had a touchdown. So at 4,800, I mean, you're not even asking for that much. It's hard to pass on Ford either as an RB2 or a flex play. Over to some wide receivers. We'll start with two Viking studs with Justin Jefferson at 9,300 and the rookie Jordan Addison at 5,500 against the Chargers. And I really love both these guys this week with Kirk Cousins. I think you can feel really good about using them both in the same lineup because of how pass-heavy the Vikings are and because of how badly the Chargers have struggled to defend the pass in the early going this season. Jefferson, of course, is the elite, the star. There's no one better at the wide receiver position, but that's why he's so expensive. 9300 on a player is a lot of money to spend, whereas Addison, he's proven to be quite good himself in his rookie campaign so far, and he's only 5500 so I'm definitely using Addison with Cousins as the Viking stack, and I love that he's priced as a wide receiver three, but you could potentially use him as a wide receiver two in this matchup. CeeDee Lamb of the Cowboys, 7700 at the Arizona Cardinals. And Lamb has been fantastic in the early going this season. He sees a lot of targets. He racks up big-time yards. is amazing after the catch. So even in a game that should eventually be a blowout, Lamb is going to see a lot of volume early on in this game. He could honestly grab six catches, 90 yards, and a touchdown in the first half um, before the Cowboys become run-heavy. And he could certainly do more than that, too. So if I'm using Dak, I'm definitely using Lamb. But I would also use Lamb as a wide receiver one if I'm going with Cousins, something like Cousins, Lamb, Addison, and then maybe one of these next two guys. Um, so, yeah, I like Lamb for sure. One of the next two guys is Amari Cooper of the Browns, 5,700 against the Titans. Cooper almost didn't play in Week 2 due to a groin injury he suffered in practice, but he did suit up, and he was very efficient. And now, of course, Nick Chubb is out. Browns 
as run heavy as they are, they're going to have to pass the ball a little more often with Nick Chubb out, but especially in a matchup against the Titans, who are great against the run. But they have not done well against the pass, dating back to last season. Cooper is the number one target for Deshaun Watson, and I love the matchup. And at 5,700, you could use him as a mid-level wide receiver two, high-end wide receiver three, doesn't matter. Really good player in Amari Cooper in a good matchup. Drake London of the Falcons, $5,000 at the Lions. London was really quiet in week one. But then week two, he was solid and has a good matchup this weekend. Lions defense has been beaten up in the passing game so far this year. And I don't think I would use London on his own because there's so many options at wide receiver, especially other cheap guys like Zay Flowers, etc. But if I decide to use Ritter in a lineup, I will definitely be pairing London with Ritter. So keep that in mind as that main stack if you want to go with Ritter. Let's move over to some tight ends here. TJ Hawkinson of the Vikings, 6,500. Have to include him because we've talked about Cousins. We've talked about the wide receivers. And yes, Hawkinson is pricey, but the Chargers struggle against the pass. And if you decide to use Cousins, as I mentioned, if you're not going to use both Jefferson and Addison with Cousins, Hawkinson is a great option to pair with Cousins and one of those wide receivers coming off a monster game in week two and positioned to do the same in week three. So if you want to pay up a tight end, I would recommend TJ Hawkinson. Somewhere in the middle of the pricing, there's Hunter Henry of the New England Patriots at 4,100 against the Jets. And Henry, probably the most reliable pass catcher for the Patriots right now. The Jets secondary is very good. They should shut down the Patriots wide receivers, but that's going to open up the middle of the field, short intermediate routes for Henry to operate. And he's actually already matched his touchdown total from a year ago. And we'll look to find Pater once again this week. So I do like Henry in that middle range for the tight end pricing wise. Cowboys tight end Jake Ferguson is $3,600 against the Cardinals. He's Clearly the worst of the three tight ends this week between Hawkins and Henry and him. But he's been featured in this Cowboys offense. They like him a lot. Dak likes him a lot. He did score a red zone touchdown last week and a nice cheap option to pair with Dak Prescott if you decide to go that way. So Ferguson, Henry, Hawkinson are the tight ends to look at. I actually have three defense and special teams this week. Typically I roll with two, but uh, there's a high end one, a middle price one and a sub 3000 one I want to look at. So we'll start with the Cowboys. I know they've been popular on this podcast, but that's what happens when you're facing a terrible team like the Arizona Cardinals. Their defense is priced the highest this week. It's 4,400. It's a lot to spend on a defense, but they've been unstoppable so far this season and they have the easiest matchup they've had all year. This is a team that racks up sacks. They force turnovers. They score touchdowns both on defense and on special teams. So yeah, they're pricey, but They have the potential to put up 18 or more points and be the top-scoring defense on a slate. Hard to pass up on that in this matchup. New England Patriots, $3,500 at the New York Jets. And the Patriots, they are a playmaking defense. They are well-coached, and they have a good matchup with Zach Wilson at quarterback for the Jets, who continues to turn the ball over frequently. This should be a very low-scoring game. If you listened to my betting podcast yesterday, I'm taking the under on this game. A defensive showdown. Look for both of these defenses to be good. The Pats to be one of the better ones on the slate. And that's perfect segue into my final defense in the New York Jets, who are $2,800 against these New England Patriots. And I really don't understand 
why this Jets defense is priced so low, because we know they're incredibly talented. They get after the quarterback. They can force plenty of turnovers. I mean, they were cheap last week, but I understood that. They were on the road. They were facing a good Cowboys offense. But now they're back at home, and they're facing a very average Patriots offense. Look what they did in week one at home against a good Bills offense. Their defense was very impressive. And I would not be surprised if the Jets recorded three or four sacks, forced two or three turnovers, and even scored a defensive touchdown against the Patriots. So if you're not going to pay up for the Cowboys and you don't love the Patriots' 3500 price, the Jets at 2800 is really hard to not throw into at least one of your lineups if you're making multiple lineups. That'll wrap things up for me today on this pod, but thanks for taking the time to join me. Good luck in your Week 3 DFS lineups. I'm Lou Landers. Follow me on Twitter, at Landers Talks. And, of course show brought to you by drroto.com. Take care, everybody. Catch you next time.